I am Chuck E. Cheese's mom, and welcome to Planet of the Day Old Pizza. And I'm Johnson Johnson the Third. Right, what are we here to talk about today? Ourselves. We're going to be interviewing each other. To start off, I'm going to ask you the question I asked you yesterday. All right. Would you rather wear a latex glove full of mayonnaise or a sock full of peanut butter? Sock full of peanut butter. And why? Mayonnaise goes bad and gets really disgusting. Like <laughs> I feel like peanut butter is sort of, it gets out odors. So at the end of the day, my foot's going to be in better shape having worn the sock full of peanut butter. Before we get too far into it, I just want to plug, please subscribe to our podcast. Uh, it's available on all the major major streaming services, especially Spotify. We're just two dudes that eventually want to get paid to do this. The world needs more people talking about things that they are not experts in and that mm -hmm. they are just doing for fun because it's such a dark place right now mm -hmm. in, like in the media that we consume. And we need a little bit of light. So, of course, just, our we, last podcast was on like devil music. <laughs> yeah, but we made it fun. <laughs> also, I, you know, it's it's more just like we want to get sponsored by the Criterion yes. channel. And the only way we can do that is if we have subscribers. So please do us a solid. What is one unproven conspiracy theory that you think is true? Oh, man. <laughs> it's so boring, but like, and I know, I know in my, in my mind that it's not true, but I still like the JFK one. I like the, that the CIA killed JFK. I honestly don't think it's that far fetched, but I, I think I would agree with that one too. I think there's definitely more to it than Oswald. I, I also like, kind of like the idea of the Kubrick uh, faking the moon landing because if you <laughs> when you watch 2001 a space odyssey like it's incredible like how accurate it predicted things that we didn't know yet like yeah. that part definitely gives you pause and you're like wow that's incredible that they nailed that i don't actually believe it but one one thing that i want to bring up that i was like struggling with this week is like why are the special effects on 2001 so good but then there's the special effects take up like at least a third of the movie of Dr. Mm -hmm. Strangelove and they're terrible. Like <laughs> the plane looks so fake. Like I don't understand why that movie's effects are so bad. Why mm -hmm. they didn't put more time into that is because it's supposed to be a spoof or like a satire. I don't, I don't know. Tell me Dave. I mean, I think that that theory makes sense to me that it was supposed to be a spoof. I mean, the, the point of that movie wasn't the special effects. It was all of the drama going around on around him. But yeah, when Slim Pickens like, rides the bomb all the way down it's he's clearly like in front of a, yeah. a green screen and they're just zooming the camera out <laughs> like, like you're talking about a difference of like four years of when these movies are made like mm -hmm. i think kubrick could have done like a really amazing maybe they just didn't want to spend the budget on it i mean that movie had like three sets <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so getting back to the, the the jfk thing who knows but like there's been some compelling arguments made and i'm not talking about oliver stone's film but for example, the book Devil's Chessboard mm -hmm. makes a pretty compelling case that the CIA, or rather it makes the case that Alan Dulles is the mastermind of all of this. My favorite JFK conspiracy theory was actually on the British sci-fi sitcom Red Dwarf, where they save JFK from being killed and it results in something really bad happening. So they kidnap JFK 
and have him kill himself. So the person who killed JFK was JFK. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know about that. I'm skeptical. All right, Dave, I I have a question for you. And this is actually like actually kind of an earnest question. Okay. You've been married for a long ass time. Almost 20 years now. Yeah, it's it's yeah. been, yeah, this year will be our 18th anniversary. You have two wonderful daughters. Tell me what makes you a great dad. Well, we're going to assume for a second that I am a great dad. I you hope are I a am. great dad. <laughs> you know, the pandemic, I think, makes us all feel, feel like we're falling short as parents because we just, it's everything all the time. The kids don't have an outlet mm-hmm. where they can go play with other kids and go to school. But I think my philosophy of being a dad is basically that, to make sure they always know that they're loved uh, and valued and to talk frankly with them. You know, Abigail, she's get, she's 11 now and she's getting to the point when she, you know, is asking lots of interesting questions about the world. And I try and engage her as, I'm not going to say it as an adult, but at least as a, a peer, like respectfully and answer her questions, even if it's, it's hard to answer them. Okay. So I have a question for you. Would you rather eat? A used leather shoe a la Charlie Chaplin in the Gold Rush or pass a 200-piece Lego set in your stool? Definitely, I would eat, eat the shoe. <laughs> Am I allowed to prepare it? No, I, I didn't I didn't watch the Gold Rush because you watched Oh, it. yeah. He he boils it and removes the nails. Like, you're totally allowed to prepare it. Okay, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, there, there are some things I've had that, like, aren't, you know, that much different than eating a shoe. So I think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like beef jerky, right? Yeah, let's put some salt on it. <laughs> Boxers or briefs or commando, Dave? Boxer briefs. Ooh, ooh, he went with the hybrid. <laughs> Honestly, I love my boxer briefs. It's because they have the, the little bit of extra length, right? So yeah, they they, they got the support, but then they also got the you know they sort of caress your legs. Now, one day I would like to have my friend Perry on the show because I think I think Perry is the only person that I've ever known that. I think actually goes commando or, or has in the past. I don't know if he does now. TMI. <laughs> Sorry, Perry. What is the first CD or tape that you ever bought? That I purchased or that. That you I purchased had? yourself. Um, it was probably, it was probably Siamese dream by the smashing pumpkins. The first CD I remember having, there were three that I remember. And I don't know which one I got first. Red hot chili peppers, blood sugar, sex magic. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince home base and and uh, never nice. mind. Yeah, I don't I don't know which one of those came first or who bought them. I bet my mom bought them for me. And I also had a cassette single of ABC's Aisha. Uh, <laughs> deep deep early '90s cut there. Oh, but I'm man. pretty sure that by the time that I was a teenager and I and I actually went out and purchased something, it was probably Siamese Dream, but I can't be certain. See, my first tape that I bought was MC Hammer, Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him. Hell yeah. <laughs> but then uh, my first CD that I bought was uh, Versus by Pearl Jam. Yep, yep, good choice. Yeah, I was thinking maybe mine would was Vitalogy. But then I was like, I don't know if I ever actually had Vitalogy. Which, that's uh, a great album. I have Vitalogy on cassette tape right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel about cassettes, so I'll stop talking about them. I don't want to start like a cassette battle right now. Spinning off of that, do you remember the first concert you went to? And it can be even like a non-serious concert. I think the first concert I went to was probably Papa Roach. I think mine was like a quad 106.5 like summer jam in nice. <laughs> at Cal Expo in Sacramento. I, I don't remember who else was there. I know the band Cracker was there. 
Um, <laughs> not I think Uncle that Cracker, was, but Cracker. Not, yeah, Cracker. And that was, I think, the fir- probably the first concert I went to. But then later on, I went to, like within a year, I saw Smashing Pumpkins and Corn, And probably Papa Roach was in there too. But Papa Roach is from Vacaville, where both Dave and I are from. Yeah. Shout out to Papa Roach. Still, still doing it after all these years. Yep. <laughs> and by doing it, I mean making music and being famous. Uh, I think did you really Roach call Papa Roach famous back. anymore? I think they're going to come back. I do. I do. Watch, <laughs> watch, Dave. I saw that they re they reissued. Was it Infest? Is that that their yeah. major label? Um, they just reissued that on vinyl. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the name's Kobe Dick, Mister Dick. If you're nasty, come on, man. I still have some of those early Papa Roach CDs and some of the early stuff. There's there's some bangers on there, man. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Okay, so I have another one for you because All that right. last one didn't count. Uh, this is <laughs> this is the other serious one. You've made a career in higher education and you have a doctorate of education. So what led you in that career direction? I don't know. I started working at UC Davis and I found that I really believed in the cause of higher ed. You know, you look at around at people who don't know how to interpret what's going on in society. I think the better educated society, the better off we are. And so I, uh, you know, kind of invested myself in that. And then it sort of became self-perpetuating. Mm-hmm. You know, I had invested a lot of time in it. And I thought, well, if I really wanted to continue in that, I needed to expand my educational horizons. Horizons. So I went and got a master's in organizational leadership and then a doctorate in higher ed. I was kind of amazed I was able to do all that because I was not a very good student <laughs> as an undergrad. <laughs> You, you you started off in computer science and then went to political science. And, and yeah. I, I could tell there were some times there where you were bored as hell. You're like, yeah. oh, just get me through this shit. <laughs> and what was funny is, you know, I went to political science and I ended, in my previous job in higher ed at UC Davis, I ended up doing a lot of development and programming. And I would be like, okay, so how did I get back here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I think it's pretty common in careers where like what you anticipate that you're going to be doing is not what you do. And then you have to make a strategic decision whether you want to get more training or like, you know, reorient yourself. But ultimately, mm-hmm. you ended up in something that you enjoyed. So you kind of lucked out. Yeah. In that yeah. If you had the ability to know a single piece of information with absolute certainty about everyone you meet, what would it be? <laughs> what well, if I had I had the ability to know with absolute certainty one piece of information about everyone I meet? What would it be? It's the same piece of information for everybody, oh right? So God. once you choose, you're stuck with that. I don't know that that I that I, uh, I can answer that because I I actually could be like whether or not they've killed somebody or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you don't want to know the answers to these questions. I don't think you're... I do. You'll, you'll be I like, I want to know how many people a person's killed. And then you go and you see your wife and it says four above her head. <laughs> You're like, wait, yeah, what? <laughs> I think I, not, not to get, not to get too saccharine or sentimental here, but I think one of the great things about friendships is that you, you, you can't anticipate what's going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. there are definitely people who had I known more about them, maybe I wouldn't have become friends with them. And you just kind of like develop a friendship and then you learn to love the things about them that initially maybe you might not have loved. I don't know. Yeah. You you end up embracing the good and the bad. I want to know whether they like deep dish pizza or standard thin crust. original. (laughs) That's an important distinction. I like both. So I don't give a shit, but I am still curious. I I do like both. Although I think I like deep dish more and man, this makes me want pizza. I'm going to pick up a pizza after this. I'm going to stack them together. I'm going to get a thin crust and a deep dish. 
make a sandwich out of it. That's just rebellious. <laughs> it's crazy talk. That'd be a disgusting sandwich. I don't think that would work. <laughs> all right. All right. Would you rather be a submarine captain or a jazz trombonist and why? Oh, man, a jazz trombonist. Submarines are awful. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Dos Boat. Uh, but that's like my nightmare scenario, being stuck in like this metal tube with uh, that's constantly leaking under the sea. I, I, I totally don't want to be a, uh, a submarine captain. But there is a, this isn't trombonist, but there is a picture. And I think, it, I don't know who, it's somebody playing horn. So it might have been like Louis Armstrong or something. And he's on the, he's like, his back's on the ground. He's just playing his heart out. And there's three guys in the front row that are just so into it. And uh, like that energy just seems really appealing to me. That was what I was hoping you were going to say. Oh, well, maybe I'll take Thank you for confirming. From... Thank you for <laughs> confirming my priors. All right. I have a question for you. What was your favorite movie growing up? And I think I know the like, answer. Wait, like as a, as a kid? Yeah. Like as a kid. So oh, pro- probably major guys. league. Okay. Major yeah. League. But I, you know, I think it's. <laughs> I, I think I watched that movie at your house with you like seven times. I, we I, we've been watching Ted Lasso, and like the very first episode, I was like, uh, "This is going to be some major league like ripoff right here." All right, Dave, what is the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? This is a weird one, <laughs> and it didn't actually happen to me. It happened adjacent to me, and whenever I tell it, I don't think I do it justice because I don't convey the creepiness of it. But I was at church camp in junior high and I was in a a cabin and I was a little, you know, I could be a little jerk. And I was, I was going to get up in the middle of the night and throw water balloons over one of the girls cabins. And I'd been lectured not to do this. And uh, I didn't end up doing it, but uh, you know, I did wake up in the middle of the night. I heard some things in the cabin next door, like some shuffling and stuff. And it was like two in the morning, but I just went back to sleep. Well, the next morning, everybody was really shaken from that cabin including the the pastor from our church and they would like wouldn't refuse to talk about what happened but i eventually got someone to tell me and apparently they had all had like this dark shape hover over them as they were laying in bed and none of them could get up and eventually the the pastor you know said something about jesus christ and it all ended and i would dismiss this like from anybody else but this is like a guy that i really trust and it just, it really creeped me out. And it's the story that's always stuck out in my head. It's like, you know, something really weird that I can't explain. That ga- that like gave me chills, Dave, because that is, uh, I could feel <laughs> what, what that must have been like to, um, I mean, I think those stories have a lot of power because I do think that whether or not you believe in ghosts or s- spirits, there are definitely things that you can experience in this world that are unexplained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another question for you. Which... Ninja Turtle, are you? Oh, jeez. I, I don't know. Michelangelo? You're the party dude? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, I do like uh, pizza and beer. Does that count? I think, I think of myself as Leonardo, but I think I'm much more of a Donatello. Are you sensitive? Is Donatello a sensitive artist? No, but he like he's always like fiddling with stuff, and he mm-hmm. kind of is like in the background. He's never like the the one that's the at the forefront of the Ninja Turtle plot. Wait, can we can we go back and see who played the in the live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Not the 2014 film. No, give me the older one. What year was the older one? Because <laughs> like wasn't like Corey Feldman in it? Was he? <laughs> yeah, Corey Feldman played Donatello. I had no idea. That is amazing. 
All right, Dave. Who would you rather fight, Karl Marx or Milton Friedman? Milton Friedman. <laughs> Why? Karl Marx, man. I think he was. I think he was a. He was a brawler. Yeah. You know, he 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 lived in the slums. He he was out in it like he would probably kick my ass, but Milton Friedman was like a stodgy professor, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I could take Milton. I thought maybe you would like uh, consider that a little bit more, but you knew right away what you were going to go with. I like it. Yeah, never 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 fight someone from the hood because they've definitely had it worse than me. <laughs> if you had to divide your life at a before and after point, what would it be? My thirtieth birthday. Thirtieth birthday, interesting. Like on that day, yeah. Now, why do you choose your 30th birthday? It is kind of an arbitrary date, but there was something that shifted in me on that day. And mm -hmm. I finally felt comfortable in who I was. I know that sounds mm -hmm. really like cheesy, but I felt like I had a, a level of confidence that I'd never had before and almost like a not, not giving a crap. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think part of that is true about your 30s. I do think that at a certain point in your life, like your I, I feel like 20s are very hard, although you're young and the possibilities are open to you and you can, you know, go out and, and embrace life and do whatever you want to do. And they're hard, right? You're not making a lot of money. Yeah, I definitely yeah. see that. I mean, my 30s have been, were, they're over. <laughs> we're way better than my 20s. Yeah. Or I was way happier. My 30th birthday party, I had like literally the, the day before, I think, been broken up with and kind of it was a, it was a relatively mutual breakup and it had been kind of going downhill for a long time mm -hmm. and it wasn't like a to me it, i mean it wasn't a sad thing like it just ended and it was almost like it was like wow the timing on that was fortuitous because now i can i have this clean slate right mm -hmm. turn 30 and move on and it might it might have been the first time where i like kind of just like let myself have fun interesting anyway what's the most embarrassingly awful song that you actually like i mean i like a lot of like embarrassing music <laughs> you got any like uh, k-pop secrets or something no but you know there's there are some bands i really like that get dragged over the coals in mm -hmm. popular culture i still really like like early cold play like i just like it you know i like the foo fighters i mean i don't listen to any like new foo fighters but i like old foo fighters yeah. but i i like i like a lot of stuff i love like um like kind of cheesy 70s and 80s music. <laughs> I mean, we had a whole episode devoted to ambient Japanese music. I think I could still get down with a lot of new metal. Yeah. I could still put it on and like have a good time with it. Embarrassing though, an embarrassing song. Uh, you don't start, you know, after I asked this question, it started to strike me. You're not someone that would be embarrassed about something you, that you like, right? I really still like Instincts, kind of... Bye Bye Bye. I think that song is, <laughs> there we that go. Song is a banger. That is a banger though. I was never into Backstreet Boys, but in sync, I thought like I could I could see the appeal, you know, because mm -hmm. some of the song they're like high energy. Yeah. Um, 98 degrees. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave. Do they sell love here? This is a super insider reference. <laughs> but... So so the, the 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 story that goes along with this is we were <laughs> at a bar in Sacramento. This is before I was I was with Brown. You were a uh, young buck. You were like I was a young years buck. Old. And I was really drunk. So we were at, I think it was an Irish, it was an Irish bar. It was like Patty's yeah. or something near Sac State. And this lady who I remember being like in her forties, although the way you describe her, she was like literally Blanche from the Golden Girls. I think that she had seen a little life. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> and she came over and started chatting with Adam and I and Adam and it, it, it like immediately faded and mm -hmm. went and stood by Christy. And I was just like humoring her and she's like, do they sell cigarettes here? I was like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's like a cigarette 
machine in the back or something. And she's like, do they sell beer here? I'm like, of course, it's a bar. And she looked me dead in the eyes and said, do they sell love here? <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and at that point, you could not extricate yourself from the situation. You, yes. Did you did you do that thing like in a cartoon where you walk backwards? Yeah, I like faded into the bushes <laughs> a la Homer yeah. Simpson. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, lightning round. Mike or, jo- Mike or Joel? Joel. Luke or Han? Luke. Fuchsia or Mauve? Fuchsia. Nano 210 or Melrose? Nano 210. No, no, Big. I take that back. Melrose. Melrose. Big or Aiden? Wait, what? I don't. B- Big or Aiden? From oh, Sex from Sex in the City. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, Aiden, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Dukes of Hazard or Chips? Dude, Big was such a dick. <laughs> we should do a whole, whole Sex in the City show. Wait, what was it? Dukes of Hazard or what? Chips. Oh, Chips. Dukes of Hazard. Those Confederate assholes. Sartre or Nietzsche? Sartre. Uh, Nessie or Sasquatch? Nessie. Plate like or I said, bowl. Nessie Nessie's one of my Nessie's homies. <laughs> Wait, what was the last one? Plate or bowl? <laughs> bowl? <laughs> I mean, uh, both Kevin are ne- useful. <laughs> Kevin Nealon or Norm MacDonald? Oh, oh, man. You know, uh, probably Kevin Nealon. I, you know, wow. I, I was, I was, you know, and this is because I think Norm is like turned out to be kind of an ass. Yeah. And and Kevin Nealon was funny on on was it, he was in Weeds was that the show yeah he was great on Weeds Peter Pan or Jackie Chan <laughs> Jackie <laughs> Jackie Chan Elmo or Grover uh, I don't know I don't really have a strong opinion on that one but I'm gonna go Grover Alien or Predator Predator he's got that invisible skin that's pretty dope man <laughs> yeah what's your lucky number probably twenty two Will Clark's number nice favorite number from when I was a kid <laughs> <laughs> okay what's your last question. So yeah, I don't have I don't have a lightning round for you, but I do have a last question, and and I think this is appropriate appropriate way to end our first get to know you segment. Okay, Dave, why did we be, why did we become such good friends? You know, we were acquaintances back in elementary school, but we didn't really hang out that much. And even in high school, like we didn't hang out that much, although we knew each other and sort of orbited similar social circles. We were in the same like mm-hmm. classes and stuff. But I think we really became friends in uh we worked at Pizza Hut together. And uh I don't know, we just started we started hanging out a lot. We went to a lot of concerts together. And it was like me, you and Jason and then Eric and then Adam. And we had like that that tight group. But I don't know, you and I were always really close after that. We just had the same sensibility, I think. Yeah. It was almost like the pizza as a metaphor, the cheese and the the dough bonding together the pie <laughs> i don't know Ta- i don't know where toppings come in in this metaphor i don't know I mean, we just we kind of experienced a lot of things together like yeah you know went on a lot of adventures driving driving all around california and mm-hmm. we were roommates uh in, in college and you you officiated my wedding i, was, I did and you were the best man at my wedding yeah which is dope yeah all right well on that note my friend let's rope it up all right i'm chucky e. cheese's mom and i'm johnson johnson the third this has been planet of the meerkats and we'll see you next week goodbye planet of the meerkats is produced by neil freeze and david garrison and our theme music is by tawny frogmouth